black preachers who are, are racist in their hearts. Uh, they, are, they are not called by God, but they've been called by their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show is the only program in existence which deals straight up with black Americans. So-called civil rights leaders want them angry, dumbed down, and demoralized. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are talking about the family again, relationships, and because they're so important. And 50% of marriages are ended in divorce, and it's primarily because uh, people don't know how to get along. They can't live together, so they choose to break up. We want to stop that. The children need parents together. My guests uh, for the second time are back, Samuel and Wanda Norris. Norris. Thank you guys for coming back. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you were not afraid to come back because a lot of people are afraid to come back on the show mm -hmm. and I appreciate you for coming. Okay. You know, the first thing I want to talk about uh, uh, and it's big in the news today, so that's why I want to talk to you guys about it, is interracial marriage. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are talking about it. Homosexuals are trying, they want to get married and they are trying to use the interracial couples as a mean uh, to, to say that, well, you're discriminating against us as you did with interracial couples. How do you feel when homosexuals compare interracial couples to homosexual marriages? Are you offended by that or you think that's a good idea? For me, I, I'm offended by, by just the thought of same-sex marriage. You, right. know, um, you know, whether it be an Asian or a black man or, or Asian, you know, and um, Hispanic, you know, that's a man and a woman. Right. That's the way God ordained this, you know. He, yeah. It wasn't Adam and Steve, it was Adam <laughs> and Eve, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm totally offended when I hear that. Yeah, how about you, Wanda? <clears throat> well, I'm, as I look at it through spiritual eyes, the enemy tries to latch on to anything that would give him an open door and to compare their plight I, with a mixed marriage is just sublime to the ridiculous. They say that uh, a person of color has a choice. They have no choice. Yeah. And whenever they say they have no choice to be either homosexual or not, Right there is your choice. You cannot help being born black. Yeah. I could have helped being interracially married. Right, very good point. Yes. Very good point. Um, has it been hard being married to a black man as far as the way that society treat you? Or do you see any difference in the way that they treat you? It might have been hard if I had a different type of personality. But I've offended people any kind of way, every way, without me. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have the type of personality you don't really care what they think anyway. I care what people think very much. You do. Because I carry the name of Christ. Right. But I'm always doing so many boo-boos that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yes, I do care. But not to the point that I will let them dictate. I did for the first three-fourths of my life, right. 
try to please people because no. I didn't know any better. Have Never. anyone ever said anything to you about like, why would you marry a black man or, uh -huh. or they have said that to you? Oh yes. And were, were, were they friends or family members or both or strangers or what? All of the above. Really? What have they said to you about it? God be with you. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Uh, really? Uh -huh. And what do you say when they say that to you? So maybe so. Maybe something wrong with you? Maybe so. <laughs> However you see it. <laughs> you know. Have you lost friends or family members because of it? They don't well, come around I've, anymore? I've, ha I've had some that have uh, deliberately stayed away. Because yes. of that? Mm -hmm. Really? And that doesn't bother you either? No, it really doesn't. Because still, you know, I love them. They were my friends. They know my background. I'm from a small town. They've seen my behavior. They're not shocked at what I've done. They just don't know the reason. You can, you can tell somebody something in the spirit, but they will hear you in the flesh. Yeah, that's true. And they won't understand. That is so true. What type of background do you have? Can you share that with us? Well, as to what? A jobs or I mean, marriages? when you say they know my background, does it mean like they know you as being a woman who come from difficult circumstances or? Yeah. Mm, you could say that. That's what you mean when you say they know my background? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, when you're in the world and you're trying to Please the world. You will tr your own your own short arm will lead you anywhere. Right. It will tell you that if you get an education here, if you fit here, you're going to be all right. The right. doctors, the lawyers, they all know, and you believe sort of like the new age. You try to survive in the world. Right. But if you have any part of the spirit of the Lord in you. The world's not going to like you no matter what you do. Yeah, that's true. And so I kind of was on a fence most of my life, trying to survive in the world and having God follow me. Right. And so God does a little bit different. Uh, I think I could tell you that I am the woman that you speak of that does so much damage to children because I had a single parent home in a relationship. And when Samuel and I married, I can understand why they would think that it wouldn't be of God. Because I, if it was somebody else, I'd look at them and I wouldn't think it. I'd be talking bad about them. So you have, ch uh, you have children that you had out of wedlock? Or, no, no. Or you had with another husband? Correct. And then you divorced? Correct. And what impact did you have on the children as a result of divorcing your husband? Well, I really thought that if I, my children got a good education, a good job, worked hard, and paid their bills, they would have it made. Right. Of course, that's the world's philosophy. Right. I was very, I was very guilty of, I'm right, your dad is, is, really short in all areas. <laughs> <laughs> you, put, you, uh, you put the father down a lot with the children. Even, yes, I, I did not put him exactly, his whole family, I hate to say that on TV because I, of course, now know that he is just human. Right. 
And but at the time you... At the time, I mistakenly uh, used all of their shortcomings against them. The, you used the father's shortcomings? And his okay. family. Oh, yeah? With, with your children? Incl I, I got the whole bunch. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Give me, you know, and I understand what you're saying. Give us examples of what you did and how it affected the children. Well, I'll tell you, I would tell them, pay your bills. Uh, because when, when I was married to their daddy, we were both young. We were both wild. Right. And I was not a... a an encouraging wife, or a, you might not say a wife at all, really, because he wanted to play and party, and I did too. Right. But all I could show them was he, what he did, you know. You would say to the children what the father did wrong, but you wouldn't say would what not, you did. I was not able to look at myself. That is so typical with a lot of women. Yeah. They put the man down, how bad he is, and make themselves look like they're the holy one. Exactly. And I had nothing exactly. to do with it. Matter of fact, I called my daughter. And then again, by my own short arm, when I divorced him, I married another man. How many times have you been married? This is my fourth marriage. Your fourth one? Are you related to... Uh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> what's that woman's name? The, the, the actress that married so many times? Um, what's her name? Liz Taylor. Yes. Are you related to Elizabeth Taylor? She believes in big families. <laughs> <laughs> This is your fourth marriage. Yes, sir, it is. Um, why so many times? Because I was a nitwit. <laughs> That's the truth. I now, appreciate your honesty. That, that I'm telling you that people say I got married at 16. The first time because I, my mother and father moved and I didn't want to change schools. So I thought, well, I'll show you. I won't even go to school. Right. First little kid that asked me to marry him. He might as well have asked a 10-year-old because right. all I want to do is go swimming. And did you have any children with that husband? No, no, sir. And then you, how long were you married to him? A year. And, th and then you dumped him? Well, yes. And then you got married again? Mm -hmm. How long after that before you got married again? When that first Not divorce happened? Long. Not very long. And any children with him? I'm three. Three with him. Mm -hmm. And then how long were you with him? 10 years. 10. You, you divorced him or he divorced you? I divorced him. And, and, and then how long did you get, wait before you got married again? About six years. And the children with him? No. None. And then six years later you dumped him and, got, and now you got married again. How long did you wait before you married Samuel? <laughs> <laughs> well, about 30 days. <laughs> 30 days? Well, it's a, it's a long story. <clears throat> I'm going to just tell you like this, Jesse. When you're trying to solve your own problems according to the world standard, Amen. and if you are at all an individual, and you thinking that the world was created for your pleasure, yeah. to, for you to enjoy no matter, then you will, you will run into situations like that. I are was you, always looking for these men to... I was going to ask you, what were you looking for in these men? A way out. Oh, whatever yeah. I needed, whatever my solution was. Right. And then I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to insult them because there were, there were feelings and love there, and I don't want to disrespect them right. at all or put them down because I made mistakes. Uh, and so with the three children, you only have three kids? 
three I children. have three. One has passed away. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you uh, talked about their, fathers to the, their father to them in a negative way. Yes, I did. Because of your anger toward the father, toward your husband. And that's why you did it. Why did you do it? Well, well other women that are doing it, why did you do it? You have to have somebody to blame. Oh, I see. And did you realize at the time it was hurting the children to do that no, to them? No, no. As a matter of fact, I talked to my daughter about two months ago. And I said, I, her name is, well, I won't her call her. Her first name. Penny. Penny, okay. And I called her and I said, Penny, I just realized that I expected my children to live the lifestyle that I lived and like it. I took my children for granted that they could put up with the rough way I lived. Right. And not gave, I did not give them any individual thought. I thought, I'm, it's, you will live like I do, you will like it. And I assumed that they did like it. What made you realize you were wrong? So after Samuel and I married. And then when things got so bad, I had to ask the Lord to show me me. Oh, that's a good thing. Yes. That's right. And when he got through showing me me, I... What did you see when he showed you you? I thought I was a good mother. Believe it or not, this is how the enemy will tell <laughs> yeah. you you are something. That's right. When you're nothing. But he, he, I was thinking, I was a good mother. I was a good wife. I was a good daughter. Well, the Lord showed me. He told me, you are not a good mother. You are not a good daughter. You are not a good wife. And just a little bit lower than a trollop. Yeah. And I said, oh, God, forgive me. Were you glad to see that about yourself? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yes. That's because right. I would have just, had I not married Samuel, people say, I don't know if you're of the Lord or not. You're, a, you're an older woman. He's a young man. He's black. He's a prisoner. And you you know, well, what happened is I fell out of everybody's little box. Right. That God, he, they have God in. Let me ask you this. When you, so you went back and apologized to your children? Yes. For what you had done? And Ask them to forgive me. And prior to apologizing to them, did they have messed up lives for the most part because of their anger and stuff? Yes, really, they did. Because yeah. I had one child that had brain damage. Right. And all of my attention was focused on him my work, and I just assumed that since they were healthy, that they, they would make it. I took my children for granted. I didn't, and as a result, they had emotional pain and sorrow and yeah. damage yeah. because I had led them to believe that they were come from the other half was not good. And my parents led me to believe that, you know, so when you apologize, did they accept it? Uh, what did they say to you? Today, they have accepted it. There was a period that it was not accepted. Right. It was not. Um, so is Samuel your first black man? Oh, yes. Your first black one. Did you ima imagine that one day you would marry a black man? No, but I always wanted to. You always wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a new one, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you want a black man? I don't know why. But, you, but how did you know you've always wanted one? Well, because I went, I, when I had to go to a conference one time, and they, we had to pick our culture. 
And I was looking through the cultures and I thought, you, you couldn't say you were white. You had to say you were another culture and pick the one you wanted to be. And I was thinking and I, I didn't, I didn't care much about Indians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> so let me tell you, when I got to comparing the cultures and the talents and what the things that I liked, the black culture seemed to do everything well. So now that you're married to a black man, is it what you thought it would be? Oh. Before? It, yes, being a, uh, as far as a black man, but I'm going to tell you, I've never looked at Samuel as a black man per se. It, I always just looked at him as a man, even though I can see he's darker skinned than me. Yeah, as a black had to ace of space. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask, um, what's the difference between marrying a black man and a white woman? What is the difference? Well, the difference, I, they seem, nobody can know it, but there is a depth from the background that just gives a little edge. I didn't realize it at the time. People call it soul, kind of an inner deeper feeling from, comes from suffering. But I didn't realize when I was seeking this soulish feeling that that was a, not the feeling I needed. It's a spiritual. Yeah. So, so, go ahead. I liked it because when I was younger, I was athletic and I liked, I liked the music. I liked that soulish feeling, you know. And I really hadn't thought it out that much. But the lady at my conference said, Why did you choose black? I said, Because they do everything good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they do. Oh, but then later on, Jesse, I'm going to just have to get real honest. That's an elitist uh, position. Yeah. Black, white, brown, they all have their talents. Right. And, uh, but the bottom line is God created every one of us. Yeah. And you, that's the relationship. So if he's thinking that he's something or you're thinking you're something, special or I'm thinking I'm something special because of a color we have way missed the mark yeah that's for sure do your children accept Samuel they're trying but they haven't yet yes they do when they realize that people are people but at first they didn't want you to marry a black man no they thought you had tripped out again right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And especially a young one, and on top of that, a black a prisoner. Yeah. You know? Let me ask. So when I say that, not all women, but most mothers tend to uh, screw up their children's life because of their anger toward the man. Am I right about that? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. How come people call me a woman hater when I say that? Because when you force them to look at something besides whoever they're blaming, Yes. their mother, their husband, their dog, or whoever it is, yeah. I, you know. Did you, when, I, when you first heard me say that, did you get mad at me about it? Or you thought right away, Jesse's telling the truth and he doesn't hate women? I thought Jesse's telling the truth and he does not hate women. He loves women yeah. and he's telling them the truth so they can look at themselves. That's right, that's right. And say, Lord, I was telling Samuel on the way 
here that I had just heard a lady after all these years put the marriage in order. And I have married Samuel and my, the order of me is to bring out his best. What word did I use? Potential. Yes. Mm -hmm. See that his potential is recognized. Right. And until, if I can do that, if I can't do that, I will never recognize my potential. Even at this late date, better late than never, Jesse. How many, what's the age difference between you and Samuel? 22 years. He's 22 years younger than you? Mm -hmm. Really? So Samuel, what is it like being married to a white woman, 22 years older than you? I mean, what, what is that like for you? Well, to put it simple, it's like enjoying a little heaven right here on earth. Really? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well. <clears throat> to understand this this marriage and to understand this union, uh, one would have to know the history and the making of this, and and you know, uh, some things man can't do. Uh, we know from the experience we had in in the process of becoming one that that the way God was unfolding it, it was all a part of the plan. So are you surprised that you married to an older woman? Yes. You are surprised? Yes, because that's the way God is. Had you said you would never marry an older woman? I never said that. But, in your but mind, I had experienced a great many ladies that were older than me, but not to this extent. But at the same time, you know, when God speaks of joining together, let no one put us, no man put us under, I'm believing this in our union because it, it, it was God who done it. It wasn't something that she or I did. Because of time, how did you, I already heard the story before, but for those who haven't heard it, how did you meet your wife? In prison. In prison. She was my counselor. In prison. I used to go tell her my crack stories. And, oh, I see. And all so that. You work, your wife was working in the prison system yes. as a counselor, and you would go to her for counseling. Mm -hmm. And then one day you felt love for her, or she felt love for you, or what? Well, it, it kind of just unfolded in such a way. Well, can I say it? I'm gonna say it. It was like the counselor, the counselor, the counselee seeking the counsel for counsel, but instead the counselee ended up counseling the counselor. So you end up counseling the counselor. Oh, and we just I mean, like one day you walk into her office, and instead of you on the couch, she's sitting on the couch. Crying about something. Pretty much, but it was. And chairs. you were able to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were able to counsel her in a moment when she was down and out. Well, I saw a greatness beneath the hurt that she was going through. Meaning that you saw her problem, but you also saw she can overcome. Yeah, and she has. And so you you counsel her in that moment. Yeah. And then did the lights come on. That this is love after that, or what? Well, we it, it was like a, 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 a like I said, it was a process that was taking place. And each day that would go by, it would be, grow deeper and deeper. So you would go back and would you counsel her more each time you go for counseling? It was a, a you start, thing back and forth. You know, you start developing a friendship right. in, in that. And and, exactly. and and how did what, what made you realize I love her and I want to marry her? Because we, we recognized one day that, that, that uh, well, we, we, we got an agreement saying that we wanted a David and Jonathan relationship. You remember that day? And we agreed upon that. And so one day you went back for counseling and you, you guys said, oh, let's do a David and Jonathan? 
Yeah, we know <laughs> pretty much. But but and, and it was just uh, it was just the way that uh, uh, she was performing during her classes, and I saw how great of a help that I were right. to the men's and and where I was lacking in certain things she she wasn't and where she was lacking I had the, the slack and it was just it would develop in such a way till we one day I walk in I say what do you think about being Miss Norris she said okay she said okay yeah. just like that just like that so had you said prior to that that I like you a lot or I'm, oh, I'm she interested knew. in you? She knew. Without saying it? Or she well, knew? because I was up under the, the authority of Texas, it, I wasn't sure of certain words not to say. Oh, because I Because she had just as much authority over me as the prison guard to lock right. me up. So I didn't want to put myself in a position <laughs> for her to write a case saying that he's trying to solicit me for an inappropriate relationship. Right. But it was certain things I would say to get a feedback, to right. know to kind that of it was okay, yeah, right. test the water, so right. I say, yeah. So would you lay in your cell at night thinking about her? All the time. Really? And All the time. What would you be thinking? All the time. You know, like, I love this woman, yes. and I really like to be with yes. her. Yes, and, 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 and at one point, we both were sure. Right. We, we both were sure. And so did you ask her to marry you? Yes. Were you still in prison at the yes. time? Did you know you were getting out soon or something? About two years later. You knew you would be getting out soon? Well, I knew. She knew. Right. She and so you said, would you marry me? Yes. And did you, cons how about the fact that she was white? Did that No, I, I never looked at her because it's, it was like God ordered because the first day she was on the property, maybe one hour, and I was passing through going to, to the library somewhere, and she said, hey, mister. <laughs> that was the first thing, hey, mister. Uh, can I speak with you? I say, yes, ma'am. And she say, tell the men there's a council on the unit now. And, and she say, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Oh, she asked you yes. If you believe in Jesus. And from that moment on, until the day she left that unit, we saw each other six to seven hours a day. We have one minute left in this uh, half hour here. So when she, you asked to marry me, would you marry me, were you surprised she said yes? No, because before I asked that question, what, four or five months had taken place of us getting to know each other. Yes, but we need to make sure that every day you came and you brought your Bible. Mm -hmm. And my and we had just discussions, discussions yeah. over the word mm -hmm. all, every day. About Jesus. About the yes. Lord, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I tell you what the, the cement was or the catalyst. Real fast because we have 30 seconds All right. Left. I saw something in Samuel and he saw something in me. Overlooked all the, all of the deep Field and the potential I saw in him, what he's going to be. He saw in me when nobody else didn't. We'll so. pick up on this tomorrow. Okay. We're going to have you guys stay over. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, my name is Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. Uh, let us hear from you. I like and appreciate your emails, your suggestions for guests on the uh, Jesse Lee Peterson Show. So write me at my uh, website there. My email address is there. Or call me on the phone number. We're, we're putting it up on the screen. I, I have with me for part two, Samuel and Wendy Wanda Norris. And uh, they're from Midland, Texas? Are you the guy from Midland or Odessa? Oh, Colorado City. Oh, oh, I see. 
Um, I know you have a detail shop, yes. Samuel. Uh, you want to tell people the phone number or something so they can come by and get their car detailed? Well, I don't think too many people in this area would drive that far, but I have But I, in your area there. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, the, the number is 325-728-8535, and we said no. That's too fast. That's too fast. It's three two five Jesse seven two eight eighty five thirty five. Okay. And, What's and the name of the shop? Norris Detail. Norris Detail. Okay, mm -hmm. so they can come over and get a good, good job. A good job done. Yes. Okay. Um, you guys been married four years, <laughs> um, and before we went to break, we were talking about that reality, mm -hmm. interracial marriage. And I know you've been in jail for a while. Mm -hmm. How long were you in there? Uh, eight years and about three months. Really. And I would ask, was, is it hard to readjust to society? Well, for the most part, having a home and someone to come home to yeah. is not. But I have experienced uh, through watching other men get released with no one to go home to. And, and it allows them or permits them to revert back to their old behavior because if, if a man don't have shelter, food, clothing, you know, and he if he's that man, been a hustler most of his life, he's going to revert back to what he knows to do to make a dollar right. to gain shelter and food. So for me, the transition, it wasn't hard, you know. Uh, the only people knew I went to prison, well, I'm going to say the only way they knew I went to prison, if I told them. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I fit it right in, you know. If you did have one, do you think you'll go back to prison? No, I, I, I'm, it was something that I had made up my mind before I even met her, you know. Uh, she asked me just a few weeks ago, well, baby, what would you have done if we wouldn't have got married? Right. Well, my plan was to go to a halfway house, and, and I was driving trucks before. If, if it got real hard, I would have got back in the trucks and drove trucks, oh, and, okay. and my goal was to try to go back to school. What made you sad sometimes? What made me sad? Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes what makes me sad is the, uh, the subject that you and her was spoke, spoke of in the last show about how the women take the children and turn them against the father. Yeah. Uh, it makes me sad <clears throat> to know that you and I both neglected the children. You and I both was criming, doing right. these criminal behavior, and, but <clears throat> you was able to get to the children, right. and I wasn't. And because you was there for the children for that eight years that I wasn't, you had the opportunity to paint this big old pretty picture of yourself and this real ugly picture of me, yeah. see? And, 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 and we experienced this right before Christmas, right after Christmas, when you my oldest son You have four kids. I have five. Five kids, okay. And well, I have six. I have a boy from high school. He's 26. That makes me a grandfather today, but I have five from my first marriage. Okay. And, and I'm, I learned through... My oldest son from my marriage, when he come down to visit for a week or two, week or two, that that he he learned that everything that he was told for eight years, some of the things, was not true. Right. And it goes back to what y'all was saying. The woman would do that, and yeah. and at that conference that day at the Hilton, when you were speaking to these mad women who wanted to jump on you that day, <laughs> yeah. see, like she said, they they didn't want to look at the fact that they. Are yeah. turning the children against the fathers. That's right. You know, and it's, and it's really to keep themselves out the mirror. Yeah. The only time they want to get in the mirror is to do they find their hair and lipstick, but they do not want to look at that woman and see where she's at fault. Yeah. And so your wife turned your f five children. Yes. Against you. Yes. 
And how, have you been able to change that relationship with your kids at all? Well, only one, uh, the one who calmed down. And we were just speaking this morning, uh, a week ago, that I'm going to have to go up there and get to know him. You know, uh, try to be re reunited with him. Did, um, what did the other children say when you tried to talk to them about your relationship with them and who you really, who you really are? Did, they wouldn't accept you or something? Well, it, it wasn't that much quality time because majority of the conversation that we was having was being dictated by the mother in the background on the telephone because we can hear her. Oh, I you see. Know, she was dictating, you know, and the only time I would hear from them, it was because I need something. Right. See? And as soon as I'm like, only time I hear from you is when you need something, the call stops. So you haven't had a chance to talk to them in person yet? Only one. Only one. Why haven't you gone to see them so you well, can sit down with them? about 1,600 miles from here. But, Indiana, Indianapolis. And but the road leads to Indiana from... I know. From, and, um, and we just, like I said, we spoke about this last week. Uh, I'm going to have to go up there. Yeah. And, and, and we're hoping before school, but to make a trip like that, you know, I, I want to be financially secure making that trip and knowing that there's going to be a time they might want me to buy them something. Do you so, you want a relationship with them? I do. I want them to get to know who their father really is and they, right. they, they, they new stepmother. Yeah. You know. Do um, you think they're gonna accept your wife? Well, if if they do, you know, I'm like I'm like Jesus. You know, uh, you need to cleave to your wife and leave mother, brother, father, all of them alone. You know, and I'm not saying disrespect the love you have for them, but there'll come a time when don't nobody matter but her. As much as I love them. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in a position to make a choice, you know. Well, well, baby, I leave my kids, but all the time, you know, I, I know, I love her. Do you think your oldest son, the one that you were talking to, would come in for an interview with me? I'm sure he will. Okay, I like to set it up where I have both of you and your son here. That'll be fine. Okay, mm -hmm. we worked it out. That'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, you have to let me know because I'm gonna make arrangement for them to fly down from him to fly down from Indiana. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Doug can work that out with okay. you. Doug can make note of that. Okay. Let me ask you this. When you go to the supermarket or you walk around with uh, Wanda and people see that this is a younger black man married to an older white woman, are you moved by that at all? Are you uncomfortable no. at all no. with it? No. Because just to see, I didn't come from that, you know, it was up around me at a young age. But, right. you know, I had a neighbor that was a Chinaman, one neighbor Hispanic, Caucasian, and we were just one big family on the street. So I knew how to function in that environment. I don't know how uncomfortable it made her, but it never made me uncomfortable. I laugh inside because, like I said earlier, I could just see through your eyes what you're thinking. Right. You know, and, and just because you dislike this, I'm going to make you dislike it more. Do you ever feel like you married, like Wanda is your mother? <laughs> well, when we first, I used to call her mother when I used to first visit her in the office. I, Good morning, Mom. <laughs> Then friend, then baby, you know, uh, yeah. that process. So it went from mama to baby? Went from oh, mama, friend, baby, honey. Uh, uh, yeah. So do you feel that way at times now? She's my everything. She's my partner. Uh, yeah. That's my partner. Uh, how is she a mother to you? Well, because of her wisdom, her experience, you know, she's all above. And you don't mind that at all? I don't mind that. See, I understand my plain spirit, and I understand hers. And I'm not afraid to tell nobody on this TV that she are the spiritual giant in my home, you know. I'm, but I'm it's supposed to, to be the other way around. I understand that. I'm, when I say spiritual giant, I mean yeah. spiritual giant in knowledge and wisdom. But let me ask you about that, though. <laughs> uh, 
the order is for the man, man to guide the woman. Right. So do you have conflict about that at all? No. No, no, no. You don't, no. Do, you, do you think she wish that you can guide her? Well, I, I, I do guide the best I know how, the best I know how. Right. And she permitted me to learn this role. I, trust me, man, I was a leader to do all the wrong things. And this part of the transition that I spoke at the church a couple of weeks ago, see, when you're incarcerated, it's easy to work out your salvation inside a controlled environment. Yeah. But when you come out, that's right. networking out that salvation, man, calls for a whole lot of distraction that's not that in the environment. Right. So she permitted me to work out the salvation the best I know how, and, and I stand to be corrected when I'm working it wrong. But no, uh, I'm not going to say that I'm not trying to be the leader of my home. Because I, I believe I am, and she permits me to do that. Does she get on your nerves sometimes? We get on each other's nerves. No, sometimes. does she get on yours? Yes. And what do you do when she gets on your nerves? I just get silent sometimes. <laughs> I'll go work in the yard or, oh, yeah. you know, something. Uh, Rhonda, Wanda, do you wish that, is he your head? Yes, he is. He is ahead of you? He is? I can't hear you. Yes, he is. Okay. And, but if you, if you are the spiritual giant, how is it that he can be the head of the spiritual giant? I guess I'm I meaning spiritual giant in knowledge and wisdom. She's been in this right. word some 20, 30 years. I've only been in it just in five or six. You mean as far as knowing the Bible? The, and yeah, oh, I when I say spiritual giant, I mean in spiritual wisdom and knowledge. Oh, the, I see. the things of God. She, know, she knows more, more about God than you. Yes. So she she has experienced God a great many more years than I have. Do you wish it was the other way around? A meaning that he was a spiritual giant and he was guiding you? He, he is a spiritual giant. Uh, even headache, you know, you can get a headache sometimes. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you this, God is in control. Samuel has, is going, to, is you being used by God. I, I, it's just like this, Samuel has his plans I had my plans. You have your plans. And we're going to just do it all up, twist around, get it to come about. But God has his plan. Do you feel like a mother to him sometimes? No, I don't feel like a mother to him. But I do want the grace to let him grow. Right. He is taken on the position of a man. Do you step back and allow him to make his own mistakes and uh, discover and, and like do his own thing? Or That's where his wisdom comes in. He tells me, let me learn. Do you, do you find yourself sometime in the way of that? Yes. And, and, and I try to stop it, right. you know, but oh, it's a rebuilding of Samuel and it's a rebuilding of me. <laughs> and uh, so we do try to, like he said, he gets quiet. And when I can, when I, he points out areas, I try to correct that. How do you feel when he get quiet and, and won't communicate? I'm glad. You glad? Uh-huh. And why? Because I want him to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so do you realize that he's quiet because you've done something that he probably don't like or wish he didn't do, so he just kind of shut down about it? Do you know that's why he's quiet? Well, I'm going to tell you, I used to think when someone was quiet, that meant I won. Right. But I know now when he's quiet, it's still all the same there because that old saying is true. A mind's 
man, a man's mind changed against his will is of the same opinion still. And that doesn't matter whether right. it's a right opinion or a wrong opinion. But I try, we are working through this. I cannot force on him anything. Would you recommend this situation to anybody? Or would you suggest uh, younger men not marrying older women? Uh, or do you say it's okay to do that? I, I would not recommend it because it would be me recommending, no telling how it would turn out, you know. It takes a lot of maturity, it takes a lot of insight, it takes a lot of strength. And had I married when I was younger, matter of fact, I said, that's the last thing in the world I would ever do is marry a young man or a prisoner. Because I worked for the sheriff's department in the prison system. And, and why did you say that was the last thing you would do? At because time? I thought it was the stupidest thing anybody could do. <laughs> 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 and so I learned right quick, never say never. Yeah, Sammy, would you recommend this to anyone? To marry an older woman? Not in the natural. All right, why not? Because the natural man, he wouldn't be able to function in it. Without God, the centerpiece of it, the glue, to hold it, this thing together, it wouldn't last. So you're saying that if it wasn't for God, you would not be able to stay with an older woman? It probably would have never came about. All right. When you say you would recommend not in the natural, I mean, when people get married, most of the time they are in the natural. I mean, you know, when, the worldly-minded man. So would you recommend this to a godly-minded man? Yes, if there's genuine love there. That he would marry an older woman? If, if, that, if, if there's genuine love there for that woman. But would a, godly mind would a godly-minded man ever marry an older woman? I did. Were you, oh, you were godly-minded at the time? Yes, oh, I, I thought you were coming into that. No. Because it seemed to me that a godly-minded man wouldn't do that because he would know that it's not the God way of doing it because the man has is to guide. Is it not God way or is it not the world way? Well, God way is that the man should guide the woman. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times women tend to mature faster than men. Right. And so they will have to marry a younger woman in order to guide her. To Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It, So it, a godly minded man wouldn't do it because he understands the order. See, that's why I'm kind of on He's tilt maturing. now. Yeah, yeah, I'm on tilt on that because now if, if, uh, if I heard you right, you said the only way a man can properly lead is to get him a younger lady? Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah, because... I don't agree. You don't agree? No. Why not? Because it's just the opposite with us. But most women mature faster than men. Right. Anyway, is, is that right? Mm -hmm. And so if a woman already thinks that she's more mature than you, how are you going to lead her? Well, see, she didn't exercise all this maturity, and she never do. No, I'm just saying, most women do, though. Yeah, they do. Right. So why would a man marry a woman older than him if she's already mature than him? Well, see, to me, that man, that he don't suffer from complexes. He, you know, he has no complex about her. That's just saying, saying that uh, <clears throat> if you working, saying you got this, this, this facility down there, and you decide to go get your Burger King woman, a Burger King woman? Yeah. Would uh, <laughs> that make it right or wrong for you to fall in love with her? I mean, if she's younger, it would it would be fine because I can lead a Burger King woman. So you're saying you can't lead a woman, how old are you today? I'm 55 today. You couldn't lead a woman at 55? A 55-year-old The same year, yeah, I can lead her the same age. Okay. But the problem is it would be harder to lead an older woman because in her, you know, she 
she already, her mind thinks she's mature than I am right, anyway. Right. And most of the time she could be because women mature faster. Right. And so I would know not to do that because I want to do it the way God would want me to do it. It's okay. to be, you know, so, guide my woman. So Isn't that who, right? You agree with that? I, I understand exactly what you said. So who's to say where you find genuine love? Rather if it's in the elderly lady or younger lady. If who's, it's love. If it's love. But what would is you, love? Would you allow true love to... What do to, you call love? What is love? Love is... is to me, it's just love without uh, strings attached. It's just an unconditional thing. It's something that you experience from the heart, you know. What is love to you, Nancy? I just had a guess, Nancy. Wonder. Love to me is is uh, thinking more of the other person than you do yourself. A respect their well-being, how mm -hmm. they grow. Absolutely. Somewhat, I agree with that. What I come to realize is that we are not, as human beings, we don't have love. We don't even know what love. We, we are incapable, incapable of loving. Because our love is selfish, you know. We only love if somebody's going to love us back. We only love if they do it our way. We only love if we're going to get something in return, right? But, you know, the only way that we can really know love is that we must be born again. Exactly. So that God can love us and then right. we love others the right. way that he loves us. Right. And that's and that's my point, Jesse, my, this, this love thing. See, I didn't understand this type of love, this unconditional love, until I began experiencing God. Right. And I didn't know how to love a woman. I just saw the woman as an object. Right. See, you were right. just a tool to be used. Yeah. So, but now God has given me the insight and understanding how to respect. His creation. I want to talk to you because of time. I want to talk to you about, I want to ask Wanda first. What would you say to women who have had children either out of wedlock or have had children and not met, you know, the husband leave mm -hmm. for whatever reason? What would you recommend to them in relationship to their children? I would recommend them first to believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and that God is real and ask him to direct your home and reveal them to them so that they can begin to repair their own self through a relationship with the Lord their God. And when, he, when they do that and humble themselves enough to say, I got in this mess. God says he's perfect, he's right, he's just, he's true. And I've been married, and I'm left alone. And something's, if it's not God, it's got to be me. I would ask them to seek the Lord, trust him. Well, a lot of them would tell you that they're already seeking the Lord, and yet they're mean to the children and, and uh, turning them away from the fathers. And they go to church every day. I tell them they're deceived and they're blind. <laughs> because as long as they're going to blame anything on anybody else, then they're not looking at themselves to see how they got in that to start with. And it is generational curses. I can see where I was like my mother, where my mother was like her mother. And those generational curses have to be broken, right. even to health problems, yeah. emotional problems. And the only way you're going to break those curses is through the blood of Christ. And then you will never break them saying my mother was so mean or my father was so mean or my father ran off or they didn't like me or because 
you are doing the same thing that your parents have done. All right. the, so you've got to break it somewhere, but you can't break it if you don't know how to break it. I'm telling you. What would you recommend, Samuel, okay, to I, women who are raising their children well, without their father around? Okay, I'm, I'm going to just go and rewind a little bit to, to help you understand why they have these babies, this, this, this generation here. Right. From what I'm understanding, they having these babies, because I was looking at you this morning, uh, you and um, the guy you was on with this morning. Hannah. The other guest that I had? No, you was this guest, I believe. Oh, this morning? Yeah, y'all was on this morning. Michael? Yeah, Michael. Michael. Okay, some of these, these young ladies have these babies because they've been conditioned by society, you know, to get pregnant, stay to take care of the kid. Right. And, and, and another factor is some of the young ladies getting pregnant because they think they, that would tie this young man down, see? Right. And then when he leaves, yeah, she's angry at the kid now because it didn't go her way. So what does she do? She do what the majority do. They turn to the system and then the state pick up the tab, raise the kids. So most of them is falling into this, 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 this single mother environment because they, they going into this bedroom with this young man or this man for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. See? How would you recommend that they treat the children? I mean, should they... Talk about the father to the children, or not, or how should they present the father to the children? I, I believe kind of exactly what she was saying. You know, uh, first understand why did this dude leave me, and then once she understand why he left and what part she played in this here, and then she need to be that woman that sat there and tell these children that I also asked the father made some mistakes, made some bad choices, you know, and... So instead of dogging the father out, yes. teach them to love them. Because, you know, these kids, uh, they, they, not, they not crying at night for, for just no anybody. They crying for fathers. That's right. These young men is Absolutely. crying for fathers, man, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and most of their mind, I have talked to a lot of older men, they actually bleed to this day. It was something that they did to cause their father to leave. Yeah. But they have the expectations that the children put on how they want their parents to be, yeah, you know. that's right. And uh, just the children need to know that your parents are human. It just, and... That's why if the parents can be honest with the kids, exactly. we'll realize that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mike, I know that you got a, you, you're thinking, or both of you, I guess, is thinking of, you're thinking of starting a, a home for, is it inmates or ex-inmates? XMA. And what, what do you want to do in that area? I want, we, want, we would like for it to be more of a transitional housing. Oh, okay. Uh, to help the guys regain their rightful place back into society. What do you think that you have learned that you would be able to pass on to them? To respect your freedom and respect the choices to think before you make some final choices by acting out on some of them. You know, I never had time to just time to think about the choice that I'll make, but just make the choice and think about it later, whether it was good or bad. So uh, I come to understand what we would offer some men's would be hope. You know, if a man come out of prison locked up 10, 15 years, and he have a place to come, sleep, get clothed, help him get on his feet, that man stand a better chance as regaining his right for place in society versus a man just let off the bus Right. With nobody else. 
You go to. So you think you're out of jail now for good? I know I am. You oh, I go, go back in. I, I teach in the county. You know I, I mean, <laughs> I go, but I get a chance to come out when I want to. But you don't think you would ever go back again as a from committing a crime? No. And what made you so sure now this time? Because I know some things now that I didn't know. Well, it was there uh, most of my life. Like we talked on the very first time I met you, I was introduced to the streets at age 12, and right. my mind was altered from that time to 34 on some type of substance. Oh, I see, yeah. See what I'm saying? Right. So, so I'm exercising freedom up under, of a sober mind now, and it's, it's a great feeling. It's so great do, you, feeling. do you have any anger left over? No. From the past? No. Are you, do you have anger at all? Well, I think we all have a degree of anger. How about you? Yes, I believe there's some anger. That if, if the right opportunity, the situation shows up, I believe it probably will trigger some anger, hidden anger. Hidden anger. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. Well, you know, we, we have about 30 seconds left again in, the, in this last program. Is there any recommendation you guys would like to give to people who are watching the show to uh, encourage them to have better lives, better relationships with themselves and their children? 30 seconds. Well, the only thing that I could recommend is that uh, the parents have open communication line with the children, and the children should not need to be afraid to come tell the parents, say, what you're doing is wrong, help me understand why. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Wanda? 15 I'm seconds. I'm say just keep your relationship and your eyes on the Lord and don't keep it on people. Be accountable for what you do. Repent when you... All right. Thank you guys for tuning in again. I appreciate you coming back, <laughs> My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm founder and president of a nonprofit organization, Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. You can reach us at 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-2663, or, or at our website, www.bondinfo.org, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O dot O-R-G. We're 13 years old. We're not a uh, governmental organization. We're a private, nonprofit organization. And I believe in the perfect order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. It is a spiritual battle that we're fighting. Not blacks against whites or whites against blacks, but good versus evil, right versus wrong. I'm committed to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. For an audio or video copy of this program, please call or write the address on the screen. Please include the program number when ordering. 